Hello and welcome to the Within Us podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I want to talk about goals and it's the new year. It's new year, new me. There's a lot of conversation around goal setting, around new year's resolutions, around intentions, themes, whatever it is. There's a lot of noise right now. And so I really want to spend some time grounding us in goals, why they're important, how to make a really good, strong goal. And most importantly, and the part that often we don't think about is our relationship with our goals, how we think about and relate to the goals that we set. So let's dive in. First things first, setting goals is incredibly important. I think most of us do set goals. They can be big, they can be small. Our definitions of big and small probably look different. I think what is really beautiful about goals is they are so unique to a person and to a moment in time and to somebody's life and their values and and all that comes with that. Goals are really a guidepost. They help us get clear on where we are, where we're going. And when they're done, the, when they're done right, they help us understand how we're going to get there and why we are going after a particular goal. So as we're at this moment in time where you're probably thinking about goals or you're quieting, taking some time before thinking about goals, which is also a very fine and good and valid way to move into the new year, I do want to really reduce some of the pressure that comes with goal setting, especially at this time of year. And at the same time, transition points like moving into a new year, a new season, they offer a real opportunity to take stock about what's important to us, what has been important and what may be important moving forward so we can set some goals around those things. So let's talk first about what makes a good goal. Very first is understanding the why. Why is a goal important to you? Why now? Why me? There's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of these should be your goals and this is the right kind of goal to be thinking about. There's again a lot of noise. So, so much of what I really want us to be thinking about is how we kind of put to the side the noise, the pressure, the comparison, the one size fits all approach to goal setting, and really ground in our why. So, as you're thinking about a goal, something that's important to you, the very first place to start is why. One of the tools that I often use in my coaching with clients is something called the five whys. The premise is that underneath every why, as you go deeper and deeper, you get clearer and clearer on what's really underneath. What's that perhaps unconscious motivator, motivating factor that is leading us to want to do something? A common goal right now is um, to get healthy, right? A lot of people, whether that's, you know, naming pounds that they want to lose, miles they want to run, types of foods they want to eat, get healthy. If I'm working with a client, I'm going to say, okay, great. That's awesome that you want to get healthy. Why? 
And they might talk about something perhaps about feeling better. Okay, why is that important? And we go down layer by layer, kind of peeling back to really understand what's at the very core. And when you can get to the real answer, the answer that you might not even want to tell yourself, when you get that deep and really show yourself what's under there, that is the very first part to a strong goal. When we're unclear, when we're not understanding what's motivating us towards a goal, it's going to be really hard to maintain the motivation to keep going towards it, especially when things come up and get in the way. So we start with why. Then we get clear on the what, clarity. So if, again, we're using this example of getting healthy, what does that mean? How can we turn that into a goal that's really specific, a goal that we can measure, that we can create milestones around and really understand, how will I know once I've achieved this goal? There's, it's really easy to set lofty goals. I'm a big fan of uh, big, lofty, you know, some people call it the big, hairy, audacious goal. Those are not inherently bad, but when we're not actually clear on what we're trying to do, what is most important about that goal, then it can become really hard to meet it. As, a, as an example, a few years ago, I was going through a goal-setting process and I said, I want to write 50,000 new words. I did not go through the process of the why. I just felt that having done in the past the National Novel Writing Month, I had done that before I wanted to do it again. So I had a little bit of the, the what, but I didn't have clarity on, okay, what kinds of words do I want to write? Am I thinking about a novel? Am I thinking about nonfiction? Am I thinking about something else? So where some people might start in that example is I want to write a book. Great. What does that look like? I want to write 50,000 words. Great. Let's dig into that. What even more? I want to write 10,000 words each month that are part of the novel that I want to write. Whatever it is, after the why, we get clear on the what. Clarity, clarity, clarity. Then when we have that very clear goalpost, then we can work on the roadmap and the plan. What's really important here is no step is too small. My clients that I work with in coaching often will will laugh together at this process because when we are setting actions, we get so hyper-specific that it's almost laughable. You know, do I really need to write down that I need to order a new pen for my, you know, notebook so I can start journaling each morning? If you don't have a pen, yes, then that step is incredibly important because it's so easy to put off something when we don't have the smallest of parts towards what we're trying to get. So as we're thinking about this roadmap, this plan, no step is too small. One of my mentors and somebody that I've done a lot of facilitation with in the past has often brought up this um, this quote that many of us, this saying that many of us think about, which is, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a, sim- a single step, right? 
And he says, you know, it actually starts with the decision to walk. And when I'm thinking about goal setting, I take that even a step further. And once you've made that decision to walk, you need to get new sneakers. You need to make sure they fit. You need to pull up your Google Maps and map out that journey. You know, there's so many pieces that need to be part of the plan if we're going to achieve a goal. Does not matter how big or small the goal is, getting really, really clear, I can almost guarantee will help you be that much closer to achieving the goal that you have set out for yourself. So we've done the why, the what, we've got the roadmap. I want to talk about accountability. Accountability is essentially a structure that enables you to make sure that you reach your goal by doing usually one of three things. There's three core accountability types that tend to be most effective. The first is self. And I'll say a lot of people think they can hold themselves accountable, and it's actually really hard to do. So if you can, great. Use those tools. Figure out how you can hold yourself accountable. It's absolutely fine. Just know that it's actually not the best process for most people. What tends to work the best is to be held accountable by another person. This can be a trusted friend. This can be your partner. This can be a coach or another professional who you're working with as you're working to make progress towards goals. It is somebody else that you can say, hey, I am working on this goal to write 50,000 words, to get healthy, which looks like X, Y, and Z. Can you hold me accountable Here's what I need from you. What's really important is to ask for what you need. If it's a trusted friend who you know will show up for you, you might say, hey, for the next four weeks, can you text me on Sunday night and ask me if I've done my meal planning for the week? If you've got a great friend, they're going to say, yes, absolutely. And by knowing that that person is going to be checking in with you each Sunday night, you are so much more likely to get that meal planning done because you want to be able to say, yes, I did it. So that's, that's a great tool is leveraging somebody else, making that ask. I know for a lot of us, it can be hard to ask for help. And yet, if you're like me, we love being there for our friends. So as much as it can feel a little bit uncomfortable to ask, know that most people will say yes if they can't be an accountability partner for you, it's because there's something else going on in their own life. It's nothing about you. So ask. The third way to think about accountability is public. So for some people, using social media, building a website to track their journey with some goals, um, and for some people, having public accountability, having other people know that they're expecting something from you can be a great tool. It, it's kind of a, an offshoot of using another person by using many people, sometimes strangers, in a public way. So that's accountability. So we've got our goals, our why, our what, our roadmap, our accountability. I want to get into the piece that's often missing. And that's how we can better relate to our goals. So with our goals, a couple things generally happen, usually one of two. We reach our goal. 
right? That is, that is the hope. And when we do, it's easy to just quickly move on to the next goal. I want to make the case that we should absolutely, we deserve to pause and celebrate. It does not matter if it's a small goal, a big goal. There's something about taking a moment. And I don't mean, you know, a big party celebration, though, depending on your goal, that might absolutely be warranted. But taking a moment to kind of pat yourself on the back, to acknowledge the good work that you've done, that's important. And to pause and consider a couple of questions for yourself. So when you've reached that goal, you might want to think, how did this feel? Both the process, the journey, and the completion. What did I learn? And what can I tell myself when I'm moving towards the next goal? So taking that moment to really pay attention to the transition moment when we've reached a goal and are perhaps then either taking a pause or preparing for the next goal. Really, really important to relate to our goals in that way. We've done well. On the other side, if we have not reached our goal, it's really easy to fall into a pattern of or a moment of negative self-talk. I'm a failure. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. None of that is true if you have not reached a goal. And I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why we often don't reach a goal, but none of that is true. I ask you, if a friend that you're holding accountable doesn't reach a goal, what are you going to tell them? You're certainly not going to say, you're a failure, you can't do it, you're not enough. You're going to encourage them, you're going to remind them of their inherent goodness, their enoughness. And so I invite you to take some of that and turn it inwards when you don't reach a goal. If I'm working with a coaching client and they don't complete either an action or a goal, that's just where the conversation starts. It's not a, okay, great, it's done, you failed. Never, never, never. It is where the conversation begins. So I invite you to first Offer yourself a lot of grace and understanding in those moments where we don't reach a goal that we had set. And there's three core things that generally uh, are the reason behind that. Number one, it's not the right goal. Perhaps we weren't super clear on the why or the what wasn't quite, quite right. Not having the right goal is definitely a reason that we don't achieve goals. And I'm going to share an exercise in a moment for resetting goals, for really thinking about who we are now in this moment in time, who we're becoming, and how we use that to really think about the right goals for us. So not the right goal, that's the number one reason for not achieving a goal. Number two, it's not the right time. You might have a great goal and the season of life that you're in might not be conducive to achieving that goal. And that's a very real thing. And so thinking about, is this the right time? How did that play into not achieving it? And then the third is not having the right structure. So that's why this process that I've shared, I think can be so effective in doing everything that you can to reach the goals. But remembering these things, these three things, perhaps it wasn't the right goal, the right time, or you didn't have the right structure. 
And again, giving yourself a hefty dose of grace and understanding as you reset. So I'm going to share an exercise that is a goal reset. And this is something that I've done with a lot of groups. It's a lot of fun. And I think it's a really effective way to think about goals, think about our relationship to our goals, and kind of have a a clean slate moving forward. So I want you to take, you can pause this and come back. I want you to take 20 or 30 minutes and write down all of your goals. This might include goals that you have set coming into the new year. It might be goals that you're holding on to from last year. It might be goals that you're holding on to from five years ago. I know I've had some that I have held on to either actively or in the back of my mind for a long time. But I want you to write down every single goal that's been on your mind and that is on your mind. And really, really take that 20 or 30 minutes. If you're stuck after a minute or two, and you're like, I, I think I've gotten them all. Keep sitting there. I promise you'll think of more. The goal is to really take these out of your mind and put them onto paper, all of them. So once you've gotten all of those down, I want you to do a couple of things. The first thing is that we're going to let some of those goals go. We're going to bless and release. One of the things that happens, and it's completely human nature to do this, is we hold on to goals because a version of ourselves really cared about that goal at a particular moment in time. What that doesn't account for is the evolution that we're consistently going through as people, which means that a goal that might have been our dream three years ago and we're kind of holding on to it might not be our dream now. And that's okay. So you're going to look through your list and you're going to cross them out. Let them go. Take a moment, acknowledge why that was important to you at that point in time and just whoosh, it's gone. Some goals you might hold for later. This is when it comes to the right time. It might be a goal that is really important to you, but it's not the right time. So I want you to capture those in a place where it takes them out of your brain space and puts them on a list to come back to. Maybe it's a year from now. Perhaps this is something you visit every quarter or when you're wanting a new goal, thinking about a new goal. So for those that you're not totally letting go of, put them on a list, capture them for later. And then choose the one or two, maybe three most important ones to work towards now and go through the process that we just talked about to really get clear and ready to go after those goals. So again, I think the most important thing here to remember is that we are constantly evolving It's okay. It's natural for our goals to change. We really need a less rigid relationship with our goals. And this mini reset process can be a really great tool for getting there. So we've talked a lot about goals. My ask to you moving forward from here is to continue to give yourself love and grace and support when you're setting your goals, when you're achieving your goals, when you're not achieving your goals, keep showing up. Keep being in a positive relationship with your goals 
and creating the space to let other goals go when they're no longer serving you. Allow your goals, allow yourself to evolve. Thank you so much for listening in and I will see you next time.